0: So this story starts about two months ago at my apartment complex. My fiancé and I were sitting out on our balcony at around 2am when we began to hear this strange metallic clanking sound. We both got up to look and saw a woman walking down the street toward our building, wearing a fully face-covering lizard mask and carrying a metal baseball bat. The noise that we heard was her nonchalantly... ...tapping the bat off the concrete as she walked towards us. For background, our apartment complex is on the top of a hill in the middle of the woods... ...so there's no reason anyone other than our neighbours would be in the area. My fiancé and I were obviously a little freaked out at this point... ...so we hid on our balcony and watched... ...as she walked into our building and out of sight. We assumed she was just one of our neighbours coming home from a really weird party after drinking too much and laughed it off, until last night. Last night, as we were sitting on our balcony, our neighbour came out and asked me, was that you last night? After convincing him that we had no idea what he was talking about, he told us what had happened to him the night before. Apparently, he had gotten back to our building at around 2am and taken the elevator up rather than walk up to the fifth floor where we all live. When the elevator reached our floor and the doors opened, the same girl in the lizard mask was standing there holding the bat. When he put his hand up and asked her if she was okay, she didn't respond to him. Didn't flinch? Move out of his way? Nothing. She just stood there like she was in a trance. She then pushed past him onto the elevator and stood there facing him until the doors shut. After getting into his apartment and making sure his wife and baby hadn't been killed by a bat-wielding psycho, he went out onto his balcony, and there she was, standing in the parking lot. He watched her walk down the street towards the leasing office, turn around, and walk back towards our building, taking an especially long route and passing right under our balconies. She then walked into the building, and we haven't seen her since. Hopefully, it stays that way. 2. So there was a guy in my closet I'd like to not meet again, but I'll start at the beginning and we can go from there. The first time I came face to face with this strange man was about seven years ago. It was a normal summer day. Now, I didn't have a terrible childhood, but I didn't have a great one either. My mother was struggling to make ends meet. We lived in a really crappy two-bedroom house. It was my mum, her boyfriend, my two younger brothers and myself. My mum worked nights and so did her boyfriend, so it was up to me to watch my two brothers in the evenings. It was just like any other normal summer day at first. My friends and I hung out during the day, walked around our small town, enjoying the warm weather. Now, for it being a small town, there was still plenty to do. Walk through the woods, go down to the park, all the typical kid things. We decided to waste time at the park until I had to go home and watch my brothers. It was normal boring stuff. We walked around, played with a basketball someone left behind, sat on the swings and talked about our lives and what we were going to do when we got older. It was nearing 3pm when we noticed a guy sitting on a bench over by the basketball court. Now it was getting time for me to get home anyway and as the man was giving both me and my friends an odd vibe, we decided to leave. As we neared the main street, which my house happened to be on, we parted ways. I got home, my mother let me know that there were leftovers for the boys and myself then was on her way to work. We spent most of the day indoors, watching TV or playing games. Around half seven, my brothers want to go outside and ride their bikes. It's just now getting dark, so I agree. They ride their bikes around for half an hour. I'm sitting on the curb looking at my phone, texting my friends about how bored I am, while my youngest brother, who must have been seven at the time, comes up to me and points over to our house. I look up just in time to see what looked to be a man walk inside. I immediately tell my brothers not to worry and continue riding their bikes as I call my mum and let her know what happened. She called the police and they show up within five minutes, seen as the police station is just a few blocks away. Small town. They do a full search of our home and find nothing. They speak to my mother on the phone and tell her nothing is there and it must have just been our imaginations. Tentatively, my brothers and I go back into the house, so I sit them down and turn on the TV. Time flies, I look up and it's already half nine. I tell them to get ready to bed, and head upstairs to go to our closet. All three of us share one bedroom, so all our clothes are stuck in one closet. I turn on the light and start digging through the pile of clothes on the floor that we never got around to putting away. I hear a noise that sounds like a deep breath. Thinking it must be my imagination, I continue to pull out pyjamas from my brothers, I grab their PJs and go to pull the string that turns off the light. Out of the corner of my eye, I see movement. I look over and see a face peering out of the large pile of clothes. The man was hiding under our clothes in my closet. He made a sudden movement and I bucked it. I just take off running. I can hear him struggling to get out of the clothes. I don't stop running. Down the hallway, down the stairs, knocking anything over in my process in the hopes it will slow him down. I burst into the living room and grabbed my brother's arms, practically pulling them out of their sockets in my attempts to drag them from the house. We're outside, and three blocks away before I quit dragging them behind me. I reached for my phone to call the police, but it's not in my pocket. I left it on the couch. So we hoof it. I drag my brothers behind me in the middle of the night. They're tired, they don't know what happened, and I won't tell them. They don't need to know. They would never want to go into their closet ever again if they knew. I get to the police station and they call our mother. They drive us home and she leaves work early. They do another full search of the house once more, but find nothing. No evidence. Nothing. They basically told me to stop wasting their time and left. My mother said she believed me, but of course I knew it was just something she'd say to console me. She says I can stay the night at her friends if I want, just to make me feel better. We all go inside. My mum sends my brothers to go get cleaned up for bed I walk over to the couch where I left my phone It wasn't there It's on the floor, smashed to pieces Obviously by a hammer Seeing as there's a hammer right next to it I call my mother over And show her the mess of my phone on the ground She walks over to our storage cabinet And pulls down the only toolbox we have Opens it And our hammer's still in there I didn't realise what that meant at the time But now I think about it that man was in my home, in my closet, in my room with a hammer, just waiting and hoping for me and my younger brothers to fall asleep. Three. In my first year of university, I lived in one of the shoddier and cheaper on campus dorms with a roommate. The building style was like a motel, so all the room doors were exposed to the open. We had a window, with blinds, so if the lights were on or off, anyone outside could tell. My roommate and I lived on the first floor at the far end of the building, next to the study room and the laundry room, so we were pretty isolated. One weekday night, during our second semester, she and I went to bed early as usual. We turned off all the lights, latched our door, and then slept. Hours later, at around midnight, we woke up to somebody knocking loudly on our door, and then jiggling the door handle. She and I stayed completely silent, already knowing that something was off. When the person knocked a second time, we asked who it was. A man answered, claiming that he was maintenance and had come to fix our shower. We told him that we never submitted a work order to have our shower fixed and that ours worked just fine. He said he still wanted to come in and take a look at it. We told him to come back tomorrow morning at a more reasonable time. He then insisted that he take a look at it now, because he'd already come all this way and told us sternly to let him in. We still refused and asked him to please leave and come back the next day. Then, we hear the sound of a key sliding in and unlocking the door. Luckily, the door was latched, so the man couldn't come in. The two of us instantly start screaming at him to go away and leave us alone, while frantically searching for something to defend ourselves with. He then closes the door and backs off. We then hear him talking to a radio of some sort, and he says, I can't get in, they have a second lock. Shortly after, he leaves without another word. The two of us wait for a bit with a dim light on, check through the blinds to see if anyone is still there, and then run to our RA's room a few doors down to report what had just happened. He told us he would take care of it, and that he would look out for any shady people by our room. My RA never told us what happened afterwards, so we have no idea about whatever happened to that maintenance guy. Nobody ever tried to break into our room during the rest of the year, but we both moved out for good into nicer dorms. 4. I used to live in a small town in rural Missouri with my mother and stepfather. Our house was a few miles outside of town and along an old state highway. We were pretty isolated out there, other than the occasional passing car or farm equipment. One day I came home from a morning shift at work. I was pretty tired, so I immediately came in the front door and sprawled out on the couch. My mother and stepfather were preparing to go into town to visit a family friend, so I just started a movie and quickly drifted off to sleep. I remember waking up to the sound of my parents leaving. After that, I slept rather soundly. I must have been asleep for a couple of hours before I was woken up to the sound of the front door opening and closing. I lay silently, hoping to fall back asleep. I assumed it was just my parents returning from their visit. After a moment of silence, I heard an unfamiliar voice say, Where is everybody? My eyes shut open and I looked up to see a man standing over me. I'd never seen this man before. He was tall and muscular. He was wearing a white t-shirt with cut-off sleeves. He was also covered head to toe in blood. I jumped to my feet instantly. I'd never been so scared in my life. Trying to rationalise, I asked, Are you looking for my parents? He stared at me for a moment and asked who I was. I replied by asking, Who are you? And what the fuck are you doing in my house? He stared at me blankly. I thought I was going to be murdered. He kept talking incoherently and asking where everyone was. At this point, I had no idea who he was referring to. After about five minutes of kneeling crippling fear, I realized that the blood that was all over his clothes and face was his own. I glanced out of the living room window toward the highway, and then I started to understand. In the drainage ditch in front of my house was a red pickup truck. I told the man to come with me and we went outside. Soon after we got near the truck another vehicle pulled up. Apparently the man had been drunk driving and had driven his truck into the ditch. He was drunk and had a concussion from the rack. He was so messed up that he'd thought other people were in the truck with him before the rack when in fact he'd been alone. He'd stumbled up to the nearest home looking for help. The driver that had just pulled up drove the man to the hospital and as far as I know he was okay. Though I understand the situation now, I will never forget this. It was fucking terrifying. 5. I'm a single mother and live in a fairly large city in the Midwest, just me and my toddler. It was winter when this happened, and there was a pretty fierce snowstorm blowing outside. I'm a smoker, so I still have to go outside and deal with the wind pelting in my face with snow as I feed my final craving of the night before heading to bed. My porch is covered and has trees in front, so it's really hard to see in at night, and I never turn my porch light on when I go out to smoke. It was late, between 11 and 12, and the street was deserted, though I live in a big city, my neighbourhood is really quiet at night, and my street dead ends at a park so there isn't much traffic. As soon as I stepped outside, I could hear something in the distance. I spark up my cig anyway, and looked down the street to where the noise was coming from. It sounded like some sort of animal growling. As the noise got closer, but was still about a block away, I could see a man walking. He was all in black, hood up, and I couldn't make anything out beyond this. He was speaking in a deep, guttural growl. It was the most demonic thing I've ever heard. It honestly did not sound human, but I know crazy can make people inhuman. It was hard for me to describe just how fear-invoking this voice was, but I also have a curious nature, so I stood frozen in the storm like a deer in the headlights, watching and listening. I can't really remember most of what he said, but I do remember the phrase, this is the book of the dead. He was walking on the opposite side of the road to my house and had made it about half a block away. I hadn't moved from directly in front of my door and was holding my phone with a death grip in my hand, and I'm smoking my cigarette as quickly as possible to get back inside. He was approaching the intersection right before my dead-end street, and I figured he would turn. I hoped he would turn. He didn't. He kept walking towards the dead-end, still speaking in this deranged voice, incoherently, something about this book of the dead. At this point, there are a million things racing through my mind. He can't see me. He's just some random crazy. Even though he was just about right across from my house, I still couldn't make out any details of his face, or really see anything beyond the black hood. Suddenly, he stops talking, stops walking, and his hood slowly turns in my direction. I drop my sig, rush into my house and lock the door, looking out the window to see what he does. He just stood there for probably 30 seconds, and then started walking again. He crossed the street and stopped again directly in front of the sidewalk from my door to the street. He stood facing my house for three to four minutes. I stood behind my locked door, staring at him as he stared back at me. Although he was only about twenty feet from me, his hood still concealed his face. I was debating internally if I should call the cops, the phone still clutched in my hand, but he honestly wasn't breaking the law in any way, he was just standing on the sidewalk looking at my house. The standoff felt like it lasted an hour with my heart leaping out of my chest he was silent as he stood and the only thing I could hear was the wind and pellets of snow tapping my windows he turned and started walking again speaking again in his growl he kept on walking down the dead end and into the park I could faintly hear his demonic voice through the door as he walked and that was it, he was gone I checked on my son and he was sleeping soundly, although I can't say I did the same that night. Hi guys, it's Brimstone here. Just wanted to say thank you all for watching the video and anybody that's subscribed to my channel, thank you as well. I know we're really small at the minute, but I'm really enjoying this and looking forward to getting bigger and bigger as time goes on. So feel free to like, comment and subscribe on the video also, if you want to see the original stories, the links are in the description box, as is my Twitter. I hope you guys will stick around for more stories in the future, so until next time, sleep tight.